Hello, everybody. I missed you guys. Friday was weird. Did you think Friday was weird? I mean, yes, yes. I was at a Very wedding. Weird. So yeah. While I was there at the wedding, it was podcast time. Right. And not that I didn't enjoy the wedding because I loved everybody that I was with. But dang nab, I missed being with all of you. Yeah, it was weird. And the peanut gallery over there, <laughs> over there, right here. Really, <laughs> it's really over here. But for you guys, it's over there. Right. Yeah. We're right here. The peanut gallery. Okay. So Talia wore all black. She's just a floating head. So now she's wanting to look like a ghost where all you can see is her head. Like she looks like Jim Carrey in um, the uh, He's the Flame, the candle. Oh, flame, what is you know, that? in uh, the the, yes. uh, the the Scrooge, yes, not yes, the Scrooge. Yes, what is yes. it? A uh, Christmas Carol? Christmas. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you look like right now. That's funny. For people, all you see is your head, <laughs> except for the white. Is that a is that a yes. uh, Ralph Lauren? It's a polo. Yes. A polo, yeah. So all you see is the horse and rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there she is. Pull it back. <laughs> But then your hair is dark. I know. So you still look satanic. <laughs> You're not helping me at all. Oh my gosh. There we go. Okay. It looks a little odd. It's okay. Yeah. There we go. Logan, where are you when we need you? Exactly. She wouldn't be wearing black. Never. <laughs> she did one time. She came to church on Sunday with that beautiful little girl. Yes, yeah, she if did. If you watched the service or if you were here for it, you saw Tom call her up. Was she. I, I want to frame this correctly because I don't want to make it sound like she was mad. She was not mad. Her and Chris were not mad. But she was like, I like literally got no sleep. Yeah, she did. From no. I don't know. She told me it was like from four, mm -hmm. from four to whatever. She had no sleep. Yeah. So she was all thrown together just, and sat in the back. Yeah, I know. And then they, Chris looked great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> He's the trophy husband. Oh, my gosh. She on the other hand. I thought she looked great. I did too. But she was like thinking yeah. she looked cute as can be. She was. She 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 was not happy that Tom like called her out. Yeah. But I mean, she was happy, but she wished it had been on a different day yeah. when she had some sleep and she didn't feel like she had bag in her eyes, yeah. which she didn't. But right. oh my gosh, I use this new facial stuff mm. that it was given to me. I think I put it on wrong or something. It gave me bags under my eyes. I now know what it would look like if I had bags under my eyes. Oh, we have a special <gasps> no guest. No way! We have a special guest. She's going to leave us? She's leaving us. But she's leaving us. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Logan has entered the building. Oh. I don't know where she's at, but we will interrupt. What? Heather. There's Heather. Of course. Of course she did. She didn't care Can about you guys us. even hear them? They, they said, because yeah, they, they don't sit next close. to the microphone very well. Pull the well. mic real close. And then okay. Vanessa on, that, um, on top of that. Has one of those soothing soft voices yes, she does. So that you can barely kind. understand. <laughs> wow! So that doesn't help. They just wow. said, she just said uh, that Heather took Logan. Logan's here. Yeah. Logan's in the building. You will see this baby. She's yeah. beautiful, even though he was a she. Yeah, he was a she. So I don't know. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I was going to go there. But listen, the girls, I have you ever like wondered what you'd look like if you were a person? You know how some people have bags under their eyes just from lack of sleep or just that that's the natural look. They have bags under their eyes. <laughs> Can you rephrase that? <laughs> <laughs> you said, do you, 
Do you think? Do you ever think what you would look like as a person? Oh, <laughs> wow! Well. And then you went on with the bags. Do you, do you ever wonder what you would look like if you had bags under your eyes? Okay. Have um, you ever thought? I I, I literally I have thought to, that to myself. As crazy as that is, I was yeah. like, I wonder what I'd look like if I had bags because I never have. I mean, I get dark circles from lack of mm. sleep, but you can always put cover up on that. Yeah, that's true. But. Have you ever wondered what you'd look like if you had bags in your eyes? Never? None Never of you? Never a thought. Never, Never a thought. Oh, okay. okay, we've already made the announcement. The, I know. We saw you guys. We and saw we you. Out. We also saw Heather take you, and we blamed Heather. Yeah. So get were. over here, girl. <laughs> get over here. Well, the podcast comes before the girls because she's up. Look at this girl. Oh, right, look at who's her? here. I haven't even gotten a hold. Oh my gosh. No, 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 she's oh good. my gosh. I have to, no, no, no. She's good. You dropped her on the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, I Never. had to slide her down now. Look at her. Oh my gosh. How, like, dang, oh, yes, how precious. Please and cry. she's wearing my favorite. I'm trying to fight the microphone. She's wearing my favorite color. Oh my gosh. Look yeah. at it. Look how sweet. She looks good in yellow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's got gas or she's mad. Oh, Can I you like, hear her? I hear the Talk sound. Say oh, something, Goose. Yeah, say it again. Talk to me, girl. Yeah. No, she's not having it. She's oh, not having oh. oh, my God. She's going to love me. <laughs> Listen. Look she's been voluntold. She's going to love me. Look at, their, look at the peanut gallery. Uh-huh. Oh, I just, that's what we just said. <laughs> the he, the he was a she. He was All right, she. Logan, get in here, girl, really quick. Do you want to hold your job? Look, no, Logan, we miss you. Like a mom, (laughs) (laughs) you look great. You do. I was just saying how you loved how Tom called you up on the stage on Sunday. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I was really trying to hide. (laughs) Yeah, I know. How how much sleep did you get that night on uh, Saturday going into Sunday? I didn't even know it was Sunday until Katie stopped by. And she was like, hey, are you coming to church? And I said, yep, I'll figure it out. Because so. she got no sleep. And you didn't like how you looked, but you look great. I know. But you always like, I mean, you didn't look like this. I mean, this is amazing. No, no, I'm not talking about the belly. I'm like the hair, the oh, whole thing. Oh, I know. She had a back, full yeah. back like uh, Vanessa's is right now. So like. Tired. She was so tired. Vanessa is not tired. tired <laughs> Vanessa's not tired. She's just got her hair pulled back in a band. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, gosh. Yay. Oh, come on, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. Oh, you're good. Looky, oh, looky. Look. Got to get a little bit more Yay. chocolate. That's all. So precious. Just a little bit more chocolate, but we're getting there because she's got, listen, when she first came out, she's pale as a ghost. She's paler than Norma. And that's saying something. <laughs> Look, look, look. Oh, and you can't. Let me, no, let me do yeah, this, and yeah, then we'll yeah, get to the podcast. Yeah. Look at all that hair. Oh, my gosh. Look how precious. Okay, you want Mama. Okay. I love you. <laughs> She's the best. She's the best. I, hey, I love you. I don't know what we deserve to get you to come in here today. No. But... I'm just gonna tell you. I told I told her she's gonna have to come on and be one of my guests and tell the story yeah. because yeah. it's an amazing story, which she will. And I think I've told you guys that. But back to my bags under the eyes, oh my really gosh. quick. We're talking about bags under the eyes, Logan. It's a real <laughs> thing, but I've never had them. Have any of you guys had bags under your eyes? Do you mean like you like- don't though, Sarah? Naturally, you do not. Have you had ever, ha- so you know what it's like to have real puffy? Yeah, like puffy. Okay. So okay. I, yes, I put this stuff on wrong, I think, because the, 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 um, my, fi- 
the person that does my facials, which comes here to the church, and I should probably, I, I should probably, I'm going to make sure she's okay before I just blurt out everything. She's phenomenal. She uses the same stuff, I think. I used it. I think I put it on wrong for three days. And then uh, on the second day, oh, or I'm going into my third, my whole face right here. I literally had the biggest bags you've ever seen in your eyes. Oh, for the record, not attractive. Oh, my gosh. Some people can pull it off. I, on the other hand, cannot. That's not going to happen. What's I'm going to do whatever I can do never to have that. <laughs> like, I've seen people who have, like, the puffiness. They are, they're beautiful. Yeah. Like, it, they can pull it off. Yeah. Me, no. Not going to happen. So, now that we've done all that, Tracy, quickly. Yeah. Let's run through because now we're nine minutes in, and okay. outside of Logan, I've wasted a lot of time. Logan okay. was Logan's was the important. best. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we've got our like, share, subscribe, and comment. If you are new on Facebook, head over to Rumble, please. Just leave. Just go. Just go to Rumble. We have a whole conversation going on over there, and it's always a good time. Now Logan probably won't be in there because she's here, but um, yeah, usually Logan even pops in and says hello. Um, we always Talia have, will. Talia will definitely say hello and I will as well. Um, but we have our black robe as well. Um, you can always have a conversation in there and YouTube as well. So, um, we've got all the options. Rumble is by far our favorite. Um, if you are looking for merch, we've got our three merch with hopefully a new one to come soon. We've got our mug, our spoon and our UBU t-shirt. Um, next, if you are here, we've got the dare to be. Our next meeting will be at the end of the month on the fifth uh, Monday of the month. So we have two more Mondays until we get there. But 630 to 8, Hope will be speaking. Um, and we've got our last but not least, we've got our thank you for 100 episodes. And that will be this Friday. So make sure you tune in. We've got some fun stuff coming. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. It'll be a very good time. I'm excited about that. Me too. I'm very excited Me about too. that. Me too. Wish we have to brainstorm about a couple of things because I, okay. I thought of a couple of things, but okay. it's going to be fun. Still going to answer questions. Yeah. It's just going to be the 100th episode. Yeah. Now, we're most of us are fasting mm-hmm. in this room. Well, I got to do a cake or something. Yeah, of course. How are we going to, but how are we going to do that? We can't eat it. We just smell it. You can't drink that. Like <laughs> we could do a water. We can't even drink cake. that stuff. What is that? We could do a water. We'll we'll do the cake and then we'll eat it at six. I'm not hanging out here till six, girls. I didn't say you have to hang out. I just said we'll eat it at six. Well, oh well, I'll to cut go. it and then take some we'll home. All to go. All right, there okay. we go. Okay. There we go. Can it all be stampedes? I was gonna say maybe we need to do the stampede. Maybe they'll make us a nice Ooh. stampede. <gasps> that. He's okay. looking at you, kid. And and by the way, I tried the stampede for the first time ever, and it was amazing. Like she even uh, said, I didn't even. No, there it. was no like. Yeah, it was no. For me personally, and I love chocolate, but it was the best. The best. Like enough, like different chocolates and ice cream and the. So the ice cream. The let me just tell you, was the ice cream like off the charts? It good? was, and I so wasn't even hungry anymore. I know. So it like it, it really was that good. It was so good. I ate <laughs> that amazing. two days in a row. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. And loved every minute of yes, it. You did. Have you guys had the stampede? You see, yeah, see Sarah's had have. the stampede. Sarah, is it good? I would give it seven out of ten. 
But I just realized there are there's are you sure you can make your own are you sure <laughs> are you sure you give that a seven what is your problem why did you Ooh. give it a seven do you like chocolate I are you chocolate, chocolate yeah. okay what, what, what was it that heck? you didn't like i've never Textures. had anybody feel like this i just i don't you didn't feel it no, no, because like Trish, no. Trish this wasn't is a, peer pressure that, <laughs> that is off the charts. You cannot feel like that about the stampede. I'm just saying. Listen, Trish wasn't a huge fan. Like she's like, it was okay, but she's not a huge chocolate person. So That's that makes true. sense. That's why I'm trying to like figure that out. Uh, thank you. Heather said it was divine. Heather. Divine. And Heather oh, doesn't like chocolate, oh. which is weird in and of that itself. Is. But Heather, that is weird. I'm just saying. She is wrong. Trish is wrong. And who was, oh, Courtney was with me. Courtney okay. was not even really, and Courtney was like, bang. Oh. Pa-pow. Ooh. Oh. Get it? I'll have some. Hey, can you ask them to make us a really big one for the 100th episode? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So good. Okay, Sarah's no longer our friend. I know. For five minutes, and then we'll let her be our friend again yeah. after five minutes. Hired and rehired. Okay, so what have you got going on now? I mean, I'm ready when you are. I'm actually excited about the first question because I think a lot of people struggle with this one. Oh, um, well, the reason, they listen, you know, like this question just came in like three weeks ago, two or three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. And I pushed this thing, but I was still answering Christmas questions, right. so I couldn't do it. It was like the last week. It was in time. I pushed this baby fast forward. It might've been right after, and I haven't been able to get to it like, because uh, I might have, I don't know why. It, it might even be less than three weeks. Yeah. Whenever I got this sucker, I was like, this has to be answered, like, pronto. How can someone live I know. without this? Without this? Yeah. So let's, let's read. Let's do it. Yes. Do you know, I, and this is not, for you, whoever wrote this, who I can't remember, like, I think the name was on there, but I can't remember okay. who it is. I wouldn't have known anyway, but... um. For you who uh, wrote this, listen, you're not the only one that's thought this, just so you know. I've answered this question way more than once, but at the same time, I'm going to free you. Deuteronomy 14 says, we are not to eat pork. It is unclean and does not chew the cud, even though it has a split hoof. I just found this out. Yikes. Okay. No one should live without bacon. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. How can you live without bacon? Uh, you can't. You can't live without you bacon. Can't. Not possible. Not possible. Not possible. Deuteronomy 14, 3 through 8. Let's, let's refresh ourselves on what the scripture says about it. You shall not eat any detestable thing. These are the animals which you may eat. The ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roe deer, the wild goat, the mountain goat, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. And you may eat every animal with cloven hooves, having the hoof split into two parts, and that chews the cud among the animals. Nevertheless, of those that chew the cud or have cloven hooves, you shall not eat, such as these. The camel. Who would want to eat a camel? Mm-hmm. But the, you know what? Like, listen, if you're thirsty, you break that bad boy <laughs> hump open oh and God. get a drink. Kill it, drink it, bam, bam. Okay, you know, it like, That's it's good. not maybe something you're going to eat. But it's a source of liquid, fluid, water. Okay. Well, I don't know. By the time it hits the pump, is it really water anymore? Mm. Probably not. We might want to check that out. Okay. We'll do some research. Maybe maybe we don't care. (laughs) Maybe. 
I don't know. I'm actually but interested Eating's now. not going to be the thing I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. Drinking. Okay. The camel. Yes. The hare, which is a rabbit, and people eat rabbit all the time. Yeah. And the rock, hyrax, whatever that is, for they chew the cud, but do not have cloven hooves, and they are unclean for you. Also, the swine is unclean for you because it, it has cloven, cloven hooves, yet does not chew the cud. You shall not eat their flesh or touch their dead carcasses. Now, that's a rough one, people. How the Israelites lived without bacon, I do not know, but they did. Leviticus 11.7 repeats the same exact law. It's 11, not 11.7. 11, 11, 11, no, I thought I had it highlight, highlighted. Highlighted. I'm just going to read the whole thing. These you may eat all of, or of all that are in the water. See, see so it's not just there's birds that you're not allowed to eat. There's uh, fish that you're not allowed to eat. Like pretty much everything that walked or swam or whatever or flew, there was do there were do's and don'ts. These you may eat of all that are in the water. Whatever in the water has fens and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers, that you may eat. But all in the seas or in the rivers that do not have fens and scales, all that move in the water or are living. Uh, or any living thing which is in the water, they are an abomination to you. They shall ha- they shall be in the they shall be an abomination to you. You shall not eat their flesh, but you shall regard their carcasses as an abomination. Whatever the water does not have fins or scales, they shall be an abomination to you. So here's the thing: I skipped it because it's it doesn't. I don't know where it's where did that say it? you can't eat pork? Because I focused on just the water. Where is my pork? Oh, I see. It's going to go. I'm going to go down a little bit further. Maybe not. I thought I wrote that one in. I think it's 11.7. Can you look it up really quick for me? It's a Leviticus 11.7. And I think I just was touching on that you can't. It mentions that. And then it says you can't do water. Yeah. I think that's what my focus was. So in Leviticus 11.7, it says you can't eat pork. But then it goes on to say you mm-hmm. can't. And then I stopped because it goes into flying objects that are animals, not UFOs. <laughs> so let's be Darn. clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you can't eat pork, you can't eat shellfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would hurt. That means no shrimp, no crab, no oysters, no clams. I'd die. Mm-hmm. I would die because mm-hmm. I love all of that. And there, there are certain birds you can't eat, like I said. But then you're not allowed to eat any meat with blood still in it, mm-hmm. which there is. We eat stuff to this day. Like, if you p- apply you can't eat pork, you're going to have to apply all of what I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to free you. Um, you're not allowed to cut. If you, look at the, if you look at the Levitical law, which is a part of all of what De- De- Deuteronomy, it's the first five books. It's what Moses was saying, the do's and don'ts for the Israelites. Um, you also can't do this if you're a guy. You're not allowed to cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard, which that's, we see that um, with some of the Jews that are practicing, legitimate practicing Jews um, today. You'll see them with the curls. Mm-hmm. And then... 
their beards are are more full. Okay, not allowed to cut your bodies for the dead, which is you know people have started you know I I think they've always done this, but you'll see um, a lot of people who have cut themselves from acts of depression or anxiety or whatever. So you're not allowed to cut your bodies for the dead, which I don't know why you would do that, but or put tattoo marks on yourselves. So this would apply that you, tattoos are wrong, right? Um, and then there goes on to talk about observing the the new moon um, offerings. Which do you observe the new moon offerings? Okay, so do you have a tattoo? Um, you can't cut yourself. If you're married, your husband can't cut the sides of his hair and he has to let his beard grow long. I mean, if you're, we're going to follow the pork rule, we got to follow all the rules, right? You can't just... Do one and not the other. You got to do them all, because that's what—that's basically the word of God. But what I want to want to remind you is this is Old Testament. So Old Testament, it's not that it's done away with, but it's an inferior covenant to what Jesus did for us. So uh, we don't abide by the Levitical law any longer because Jesus came and He died for us, and He brings us freedom from that. Now, you know, it's like the Ten Commandments. People say, well, you observe the Ten Commandments. That is true. We do observe the Ten Commandments. But those Ten Commandments are what Jesus himself said. And he's like, these are the list of things that you cannot do. If, um, if you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And those things on that list actually, factually, are in the Ten Commandments. So it's a shadow of things is what, what is um, likened to be said. I'm not going to go into the shadow of things because we don't have all day. And I have something in my eye. So all I'm saying to you is that when Jesus came, the laws, people would um, use the law. And then they would have to, if they broke the law, they would have to go and then they would have to kill an animal or sacrifice something for the sin that they broke. There was no conviction of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit didn't dwell with of with people. Jesus said that he was leaving us. And when he left us, he would give us a comforter. So that comforter was not present until after Jesus came, died on the cross, and he said, it's better for us. And that's, so now we have the Holy Spirit. The list of laws were in place of the Holy Spirit, which brought conviction. The laws actually helped some of these people because of um, they were like wandering uh, for 40 years, right, in the wilderness. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have, there were certain reasons why, why God said, don't eat this, you can eat that, because of the refresh, refrigeration process of that you didn't have it and that they could, what could be managed within a certain period of time to eat and it still be good. There, I'm just giving you one example of that, right? Um, so, but let's look at Scripture because you'll say, well, okay, that's great and all, but, and I know that Jesus came, and I, but we still abide by these laws of the Ten Commandments. So how does that still free me? Because I still don't feel free. 1 Corinthians 10, 25 through 27, and this is Paul speaking. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. So right there, I gave you permission to eat anything. If any of those who do not believe invite you to dinner and you desire to go, eat whatever is set before you. 
asking no question for conscience' sake. So what he was referring to is uh, Gentiles could eat. They didn't abide by kosher uh, rules and regulations. They didn't abide by the Levitical rule. They were not bound to that. So if a Jewish person went and ate, because like Paul was uh, a Jew, a Pharisee among Pharisee, he was Jewish. And so if he ate with a Gentile and they put pork in front of him, he's eating pork, okay? If he, they put shellfish in front of him, shrimp or whatever, he's eating that. Do you, know, do you understand what I'm saying? He was free, so are you. Um, Acts 10, 9 through 16 says, The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And they became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they, made, while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. And it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, No, so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything uncommon or unclean. I'm about to free you. And the voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. So you know what I say? Be free and have some bacon tonight. <laughs> have breakfast for dinner. Have sausage. Yum. Have bacon. Pork chops. As Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch said, pork chops and applesauce. That's what you're having. (laughs) Go for it. That's good. Because man, oh man, no one should do without bacon. (laughs) Anybody going to add to that in my little peanut gallery? Uh, I love um, pork and applesauce, pork chops and applesauce. Why is that? I don't, I don't like know. applesauce. I don't why, know. What is it up with pork chops and applesauce? I, my mom did it, so maybe Everybody. it's just like you She learned it from the from Brady Bunch. I'm, uh, I'm telling you. Wait. Okay. Pork All right. Peter Brady, huh? Oh. Puerto Ricans don't do that. Don't do what? Pork chops and applesauce. What do you do? Fried pork chops and rice and beans. Well, we have fried pork chops. And oh, rice, rice and beans. <laughs> rice and beans. Listen, listen, if you want a good Puerto Rican meal. Come on. Let's mm-hmm. We've been friends a, a very times. long time. Super good. Never had and I've never had it. <laughs> Super good. So apparently you're not that good of friends. No, well. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. That's, is, uh, that, don't you call her your best friend? I do. And not anymore. I have, I'm, <laughs> I have applications. Uh, anybody like to send one for a new best friend? <laughs> if you can cook, you get points. <laughs> well, it has to be ethnic because you can cook any. You can cook American all day long. Okay, Sarum. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a you have a have position open. I have an yeah. I have an opening. Oh my, oh my gosh! <laughs> Literally have something in my eye. I hate when this happens. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Next question. Okay. So nobody wants to add to that. Anybody? Sarah, you got something <laughs> spinning in that head of yours. It's just that, like. Yeah, real close. Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. He didn't come to do away with the law. So when we're living in the better, in the new covenant, like we, we don't need to be worried about all that stuff. And the Pharisees were very worried about it. Oh, yeah. They came to, the, to Jesus and was like, your, your people were eating stuff in the fields. It's the wrong day. And he was like, you're like, you don't even know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, because they were making up their own rules and breaking the, the breaking the law. Right. That they were so dogmatic about. There wasn't just the Levitical law and like everything that was written in the um, first five books. There was also like this oral law that like got passed down. To oh all yes, these generations. So there were like hundreds of rules about when to wash yourself and when to oh, yeah. do things like yeah. that. So like even the fair, even the Levitical priests had rules. Like you had to be a certain way, look a certain way, or you didn't get to be a priest. Although you fulfilled other Levitical duties, like being a shepherd of the of the the sheep that would be used at Passover or would be used for um, other sacrifices. But you, to make the cut. Like, you couldn't have any blemishes. You couldn't be bald. I mean, they had all these, like, different rules. And, like, if you had any kind of skin rash, you out. Like, you had to sit outside the camp until the skin rash was gone. A woman who was on her cycle, you out. And then you had to go, and every month you had to go be cleansed. Then you had to give a sacrifice. I mean, the whole thing. Like, thank you, Jesus, that Jesus came. Yeah. Because if not, the way that we would live today mm-hmm. would not be free. That's true. You know, it is for freedom that he has set us free. And yeah. Jesus, when he said that, he knew, like, all-encompassing what that one little statement or phrase or sentence would actually entail. Mm-hmm. And it is so, like, it, a lot of people don't understand because they don't, uh, like, study the scriptures. They only, like, like a lot of people don't read most, well, a good part of Deuteronomy because it's a lot of do's and don'ts. But then the Levitical or, or Leviticus, it's definitely not read. But if you read it, you'd realize like certain things that Jesus specifically said or mm-hmm. ways certain things were specifically done. You'd understand why God did it. God didn't make those laws to hurt his people. God made those laws and regulations to keep them safe and to protect them and... um but they also were very binding, mm-hmm. and that's why we needed Jesus. Yeah. And so when you don't read the Bible in its full um, extent, mm-hmm. then you don't actually understand all that Jesus did. By and I, and I don't mean simply dying on the cross. I mean by purchasing everything on the cross. Because people will say, by simply dying on the cross. He didn't simply die on the cross. It was a monumental act that changed everyone's life forever from the ones that existed at that time to the, to the present day and the ones that will be, you know, live on in the future. So it's, it's a big, big deal. So thank you for that, Sarah. Cause as is actually, that's why we have the peanut gallery <laughs> because two cents need some two cents here and there. Actually more than that. Next question, more personal in nature. Do you want to live in Florida forever? Um, I, well, I was born in Florida. I was actually born in Sarasota County. So like, it's my home. I haven't always lived here. I lived for 14 years out of the state and in Virginia. I probably even considered Florida home when I lived there, but, um, it'd be hard for me to move. That would be super hard for me to, to move out of Florida because I love this state. There ain't, it ain't the third most popular populated state for a reason. Like people come here in drove, droves. Uh, California's number one. They're leaving that state. Like there's no tomorrow. Beautiful mm-hmm. state, but mm-hmm. just badly governed. And then on top of that, um, 
it's just got such lawlessness going on and in many, many places. But it's a huge state. If you look at that state size-wise in comparison to Florida, well, it's still pretty amazing it's number one. But at the same time, like, well, it's not based on demographics. It's based on how many people live there. But I'm just saying, like, they can handle the influx of people who live there because it's such a large state. Then the next one's Texas. Texas is, everything's big in Texas, <laughs> right? That, that state, Texas, like all, I've heard, and you can look this up, Tracy, but basically everyone in the United States could move to Texas and we'd still be able to fit mm-hmm. from what I've understand. It's that big. Yeah, I think I've heard that. It's, I don't know if that's true, though. It's a, well, according to the first thing that comes up, Texas is about 170 million acres, and the Earth population is 7.4 billion. Now, you could give everyone inside the United States half an acre in Texas, in theory. So, and yeah. still be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's I've heard that before, but I didn't yeah. know if that was true. Yeah. Um, thank you I for that. But And hey, listen, <laughs> if the internet says it, I was going to say, Google I mean, it's says online. It, it's so. <laughs> Because, you know, Al Gore made the internet. Right. And it, <laughs> there's no lies that happen on that thing. No way. Ever. No way. Never. <laughs> so yeah. that's, let's say something, mm-hmm. Texas is second. Right. And then there's little rinky dinky Florida. It takes you three and a half hours to get from one side to the next. And how many, if we're down at the very bottom to the very top, I think it takes like eight or nine hours to get out of. That's a tiny little state. Mm-hmm. That's not a big state. And we're the third most populated. It's because it's a daggum great state. Outside of we have a really good governor. Mm-hmm. That helps. True. But still. That's very true. Not that I want him for president because I don't want him for president. But he's a daggum good governor. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'll be honest with you. If God told me to move, I'd move. Because I wouldn't be happy here if I wasn't doing what God told me to do. I'd be miserable. So why stay when you be miserable, wherever God wants me to go, I'll go. Now let me ask the peanut gallery. Because, listen, Tracy, how long? You haven't been here to, in Florida very long. I have. Half of my life I was in Massachusetts, and the other half I was here yeah, but now that's at this point. Like, at this okay, point. I'm, I'm, but I'm way older. So what's <laughs> so that, 15 zero, years? Zero to 18, I was in Massachusetts, and then 18 um, to 39, I've been here. Oh, so it's almost yeah. 20 then. Yeah, I thought 21. it was like, I thought we were talking maybe 15. Yeah, no. So I, well, I mean, I'm 26 or whatever I am. <laughs> so that, I mean, I guess I haven't been here that long. <laughs> so would you want to move? No, no. But I love traveling. Like I like seeing, I like experiencing like in bite sizes, other people's cultures. Yeah. And, but to live anywhere else, I would be very sad if God told me to move. Like yeah. I would probably go kicking and screaming. And but you would go. But I would, oh, 100%. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be happy if that's, if God's called you somewhere. Oh, yeah. You're eventually going to probably cave to it or not live for him anymore. So you might as well just go. You might but as well do it. I would be sad. Because it'd be miserable. Natalia, yeah. Natalia, this is all you know, sister. I know. <laughs> this is I, it. Would the you want to move? The reason mo- I would move is if you guys moved, like the church <laughs> in general. <laughs> Bless, but I would love to stay here and then, like Tracy said, travel. Yeah, Yeah. because then you could take like I don't have to live in the snow, but I can go like. I don't think Norma could live life without you, so you would have to go with us. (laughs) That means your mother's coming, which is I'm fine with. (laughs) (laughs) I adore her. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, we go way back, back to when she was in high school. But Mm. yeah, she'd have to go. Okay, so Vanessa, you haven't been here that long. 
I've, 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah, not that long. About that. Um, Real when, close. Real close. Yeah, pull it. It can pull. You can even move it now. Yeah. When we um, lived in New York, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's great. I can hear you, actually. I feel like we're on a T-Mobile commercial. I know. I know. Can, can you hear me now? now? Can you hear me? Yeah. So when we lived in New York and Jeff and I had just gotten married, we were like so like ready. We're like, Lord, send us anywhere. Send us to Africa. Send us to Europe. Like, we'll do anything. But please don't send us to Florida. Like, that's not what we want. That's not my. That's Are not you our kidding plan. me? No, I'm not kidding. Have you, you lost your ever loving mind? At all. So I think that the plan was always for us to move to Florida. But because we were like the children of Israel, right? Yeah. Um, we moved to California and then from California to Alabama. Which Alabama is not so bad. No, it wasn't. I like Alabama. Could you imagine me showing up to this like small southern church with big curly hair and hoops? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was a hard transition for me anyway. Oh my gosh. And, and that'd be rough. <laughs> it was a I little bit. I'd never even thought about it like that. So, and then me like a little culture talking like this. Um, so yeah. And when we moved from, from New York to California, then to Alabama, like there, we experienced so many roadblocks. Like we didn't have a, like a, an easy life. And I and, and as soon as we arrived to Florida, where we I feel like we were always meant to be, they, like it was like the floodgates opened. I mean, crazy? we saw breakthrough doors open. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. If you're not where God has you, you will be miserable. Absolutely, like, you cannot. And you know be, what's funny? Just I, go. I yeah. love Florida. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. So the place that I thought I did not want to end up has become the place that I love. His desires become my desires, right? Mm -hmm. So it's true, though. It's absolutely true. That's awesome. It's now Sarah. Now you now have Sarah's to eat the born mic. and bred, pretty Please. much. Thank you. No, I, I'm just I lived saying in Massachusetts no, till I was nine. Yeah, but I'm saying here. you've gone through all of your pretty much all your schooling here. Yeah, like I am a product of Charlotte County schools. Yeah, no, well, just in general, Florida. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you're like. I know nine, but most people who've been here as long as you have, we the, you pretty much could call yourself a native. Well, and Derek, he's like third generation. So my kids are fourth generation, like Sarasota County, like this area. Yeah. So They're crackers. Richardson's go way back. Yeah, you guys are all crackers. But I would leave yeah. in a heartbeat. What? <laughs> I would go anywhere. I just... The thing about Florida for me that it's the, the worst is that there's no seasons, seasons that change. And I feel I like that propels But you know what you can do. <laughs> you know what you can do for that. You go away for a week right. in the fall. Yeah. You go yeah. away a week for in the winter. You go away for a week. You don't even need spring and summer because we got that here. Right. Like our spring is usually right now. Yeah. So all you got to do is go away. And la after that, you're, you'll be happy you're back here. You won't miss it. I'm just saying. Well, Facts. if anyone would like to sponsor me for <laughs> trips to any uh, place in the fall and winter. So what's that? At least two week long. Trip, you need two right? weeks. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. need we'll a winter. set up a GoFundMe. A... The link will be posted. You will day. not want to go anywhere in the winter that has a lot of snow. Amen. Because <laughs> it's stinky winkies. <laughs> it's about as rough as it gets. Yeah. Are real. I agree. Next question. Great, great answers, ladies. And it's so funny because uh, Vanessa, 
Now you have two Florida babies. I do. And we were in Vermont last week in the snow. And, and they wanted was, to come home. And it was all shades of gray. And I thought, you know what? I cannot wait to get back to Florida. And then there was all shades of gray here. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. And it's normally super sunny. Yeah. But the sun like was today. out today. Gosh. Today. No. Thank yes. God. When I was working out this morning by myself, completely by myself, <laughs> we were enjoying the sunny weather. For all of us that wait, she took you outside. The, what she took you outside? Or no, we we just... did on the rainy day, but they, oh. we didn't have to do um, any outside activities, <laughs> exercise nice today. We did mm-hmm. get to enjoy the sunshine coming mm-hmm. through the windows since I was exercising <laughs> completely by myself. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, um, anyway, next question. Next question. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. If I feel the call to ministry, what is the first step I should take? And this is funny because like Vanessa, Vanessa's been in ministry, so we'll we'll probably get her a little two cents. I got 20 minutes, so we probably are going to get her two cents, but because I'm not going to rush through this, but because lots of people think that they're called to ministry. There's lots of gifts and callings and you need to look up what all the gifts and callings are and not all of them are ministry. Well, let me put it this way. They all are ministry. Like even the, the helps, ministry, helps you have like, or encouragement, things like that. All of that can be used for ministry. What people want is to be on staff mm. at a church and ministry. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So a lot of times people focus on that kind versus all the other lists that are available mm. to you, Right because they don't feel like the rest of them really matter or mean much. And that's a load of hooey. Because if you've been if you become a staff member at a church, the odds are you've done those other lists of items that nobody feels like are recognizable and you've had to do them and you've had to do them before you even were hired as a staff person. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. But people want to like go straight, straight to the to the real job. That is a real job. How do you train yourself to for the real job? So let's go. Uh, for, for, so I would say to you, first of all, is make sure you know your calling, and then I would get confirmation somehow, some way get someone to bring or something, bring confirmation. I mean, I'm not saying throw a fleece or something like that, but <laughs> you might want to, <laughs> depending on to the extent of it. Like if you, for me, I had confirmation and I knew I heard the voice of the Lord, but going into ministry to like where you're teaching or you're preaching or you're um, uh like a um no not administration what's the one that's uh oh, it starts with a p an apostle that's that doesn't start with a p <laughs> 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 what <laughs> apostle it's, it's close to the front of the word it sounds phonetically <laughs> i think I haven't Fossils. eaten anything all day today. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything Clearly. since like five o'clock yesterday. 
That's why I don't. I like I. I hesitate to fast <laughs> on podcast days. Yeah, because the brain. But you <laughs> no. know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I probably would have messed that up. If I had <laughs> let's just let's be let's be totally transparent oh here. Gosh. Would that really have mattered? Probably with not. food in my stomach. <laughs> and it's scrawling right now. Can you yeah. hear? It? Did you hear? It? No, I didn't because mine is. I don't oh. know. It's yours or mine. <laughs> so, like, there are some there's some uh, jobs of that are leadership positions, right? I'll phrase it like that. They're leadership positions where you have the ability to speak into people's life, even like if you feel like you're a prophet or something like that. Another P word. <laughs> Yeah. If you feel like you work in the gift of prophecy, like you better make sure that you know that that's your calling and you better make sure that you're not stepping out into something that you just want to do versus what you're called to do. Because a lot of times, you I mean, for you will be responsible for the things that you speak and the things that you say and the things that you prophetically speak into people's lives. But if you're preaching every word, we will be held accountable for every word that we say. You better make sure that you're supposed to be talking a lot and then you're supposed to be speaking and guiding people in their lives because there is going to be a shocker for a lot of pastors and a lot of uh, teachers um, that should have never been doing it. And when they find out how they led people astray, that they're, they're going to be like, it's not going to be a good day for them at all. To what degree and what that looks like, I don't know. But it, the word is very clear. And it warns pastors and teachers and preachers and, and all that. It warns them their accountability level and to make sure that they really are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, it, do not add or subtract to the word. We're seeing so many people who are subtracting from the word. And um, it's dangerous. Or they're adding their own love message or whatever. It's, it's, it's very different, difficult. Uh, it's a very difficult position to be in because of the amount of accountability that you're required to, to have. So make sure that that's what God wants for you. But if, um, if you find out and you know that you know that whatever he's called you to do, you're going to step into it and you're going to start doing it, it will help for the days that you want to quit because you will see days. Like every job, even a doctor, an attorney, or whatever, there are days that they don't want to go into the office and there are days they want to quit. Just because you've taken a spiritual role doesn't mean there are days that you're like, I just don't really want to do this today. Like I'd rather, like people think it's so funny to me. People miss Sunday, church on Sunday, like it's nobody's business. Like I say we have the A, B, and C team. A always comes. The B and C, however they feel, they oftentimes they switch off. Like when the B, C, B team's not here, the C team, C team is. <laughs> C team's not here, the B team is. Um, and I just find it funny because if Tom took the same attitude as they did in attending church, they'd be offended, mad, and ticked off. Like, where is he? Well, like, where are you? Like, I, I, it's just like, and I, you just want to find, can you, can everybody tell us on the national church skip days, please? So we don't come to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd love to know. I'll sleep in. <laughs> yeah. Because the rest of us are here. Right. So maybe you should be too. Maybe you get your lazy keister up out of the bed and you mm, worship the God yeah. 
who gave all of his life to you. He gave his son, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is worthy because yeah. it's so funny to me how people won't miss a day of work. But they sure don't mind missing a day of church. Why don't you go to Disney Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? Yeah. Maybe even Saturday. Maybe you take those days to go and do that versus God's day. I don't know. That's not really where we were supposed to be going with this question. <laughs> but I thought I'd add my two cents. I'm glad you did. Again, not bitter. <laughs> just, just it, it perplexes me. Yeah. Like, even when I wasn't doing this, I did not miss church. Yeah. Like, I was there every single time the doors were open. Mm-hmm. And when I went on vacation, I made sure, for the most part, it was around church. I did not because that is God. I mean, God is worthy of his praise. It is our job to, we have jobs. Like, people, it drives me crazy when people don't want to do anything in the church. They don't want to volunteer. They don't want to help. They don't want to serve, especially if they have kids that are, they're using the kids ministry. They don't want to serve the kids ministry, but they want to use the kids ministry. Drives me nuts. Well, I just want to be fed. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, I came to serve and to give my life. Okay. When you come to church, you can be fed, but you also need to be coming because you have a purpose. And that purpose is to serve others that are also attending. So the church doesn't run by itself. Everybody, there's hands, feet, feet, feet. There's hand, feet. There's everybody has a position. Everybody has a body part that they have to 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 take on and and do. And if that body part is missing, then the church doesn't function. And people feel like, well, there's lots of people. They're all volunteering, so I don't need to do it. Bull crap. Bull crap. Right. And what happens is it's just like tithing. It is no different than tithing. You think that people want your money. People don't want your money. God's, God meets the need. He doesn't need your money. What we're trying to do is free you so that you have more than what you need based on what the word of God is. And we're trying to help you not to be a control freak and free yourself and let God be your provider. And once you do that, you sit there and go, why wasn't I doing this a long time ago? Mm-hmm. The same thing is with giving of your time and your talents. When you step out of yourself and say, I am not coming just for myself, but I'm coming and I'm going to serve and I'm going to bless other people, then what happens is, it's my mom was just saying this to me. She's like, you know, you you feel like you're, you're, um, you're, when you are blessing or when you are blessing somebody that it's like they get the blessing. But what happens is because God is so good, actually you're more blessed than they are. Yeah. You don't know that because yeah. you don't do it. So you need to change it. But everybody should be heavily involved in, in doing the integral part of whatever God has called them to do. He's given you a gift and a talent, and you need to be using that, as well as giving your, your tithes and offering. Because I'm not kidding you. You are missing out. I don't care. I don't need anybody's money. Tom doesn't need anybody's money. The thing is, is, you would be shocked at how much you are blessed because God is God's word is true. And he says, test me in it. So test him in it and see how he pours out a monstrative blessing onto you. All right, let's keep going because I'm eight minutes in and we ain't going to get out of here if I don't. <laughs> um, so there are going to be times you want to quit. And if you know that you know that you know, then you won't quit because 
you won't be happy not doing his work. So that's why I say make sure that you know, because there are going to be times where you doubt and it gets tough and you're going to sit there and go, should I, you know, did I miss something? If you know, you know, you didn't miss it. And then you just walk out, whatever that tough circumstance is, you fight the flesh and you stay the course. Um, but here's, here's the thing. This is what I would tell you to do, which is not what you're going to want to do is you're going to have to start at the bottom. Everybody, everybody that I know that's in ministry that either preaches or teaches or does something in a leadership role, never started out in that leadership role. They started at the bottom and they worked their way up. I'm going to tell you what I did because it was fun. And it actually was fun. Like I learned so much on so many levels. Um, the backside of, of ministry, the behind the scenes ministry, learning how to handle different situations that come your way that you might not ever handle when you get into a certain level of leadership, but you need that skill set um, because when you get to a higher level of leadership, you may not run into that situation again, but you'll pull from that to deal with an, another situation very similarly or build off of it. So God knows what he's doing. So I started a nursery. Nobody ever wants to start a nursery. <laughs> a lot of screaming kids. But the, the great great thing about being in the nursery, nobody wants to be in there. But it's such a great opportunity because I say this all the time. It's your, You are able to share the love of Christ for the very first time. And love on babies. And how amazing is it for you when you have a child that is just out of its mind because it misses its mother? And you actually like, Lord, what can I do to calm this child? And you don't have to call the mom back in to calm the child, but God gives you the revelation knowledge. And then you are able to walk through that situation and you can resolve that situation. People don't think it's learning time. All of that is learning time. You pull from the Lord and the Lord will teach you. If you don't think in the nursery, you can be taught anything. Absolutely wrong. God is ne will never not teach you things in every situation that he puts you in. It's whether or not you will glean from him or even seek him out to find out how to resolve the problem. Most people just find it annoying. It's, a, it's an opportunity. It's like a cold when you're trying to learn faith, you know, Most, or a headache. People are like, give me the Excedrin or whatever. No, that's an opportunity. That is an opportunity for you to say, no, I am not going to have this headache. I am not going to have this cold in the name of Jesus. And then you start seeing things change immediately. Cancer's not when you want to start learning for healing. You want to start learning when you have a cold, you have a headache. Same thing with ministry. You don't want to start learning when you're at the top. You want to start learning when you have to start at the lower levels working your way up. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's gotcha. so good. All right, then I oversaw the toddler class. And not only did I oversee it, I ran it. So you had to make the curriculum. I had to, like work with the parents, I had to get teachers, or, um, excuse me, assistants, and that ain't easy, because nobody wants to be in, working in the toddler class, and at the church I went to and had to do this, it wasn't mandatory for parents that um, used it to have to work it, so you're trying to pull anybody and everybody, that's fun, that's how I learned, you use the ministry, you work the ministry, because people won't do what they're supposed to do. People tend to be users 
and not givers. Mm -hmm. So you need to teach them to be givers. Mm -hmm. If they don't have it, they need to be taught it. Then I did the choir. That was an experience. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun. I was a youth leader. You want to be a youth leader, and then you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with the youth, and you're dealing with a, 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 a youth leader, a youth pastor who's telling you what to do. And sometimes you don't like it, but it's learning to submit to authority and handle situations. Everything is, everything is teachable. And then you don't quit when the youth pastor tells you how he's going to do things and you don't like them. Guess what you do? You shut your mouth, you trust the process, and you submit to authority. And that really is a great defining moment because guess what? Sometimes you don't know what they know and the reason they're doing something the way they're doing it is because you don't know what they know. And then sometimes you find out why they did it and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And the whole entire time you think they're wrong or you think you know how to do it better or whatever, but you don't know what they know. So it's, it's a great learning skill to like submit yourself to somebody in authority and have to like do things that you don't want to do when you don't understand them. I did a high school girls uh, Bible study that I thought was going to be a huge success. And it was a, mon- a, a big, huge failure. But even in failures, you learn stuff. I had, but I ended up with three great girls that loved Jesus. And it was wonderful. Cleaned the church. Can't tell you. I've cleaned two churches. Two different churches. One was not Foundation Church. One was another church, right? So two different times in life, two different churches, all by myself. You want to you be humbled? Clean a toilet <laughs> that somebody had explosive diarrhea in, <laughs> oh not gosh. just regular number one. <laughs> Clean a toilet. I used to get so mad at people for being so sloppy and messy and disregarding the building because it is, even though it is the temple, right? We are the temple, but the building is actually God's house, right? So I used to get so angry with people for being so filthy, dirty, disrespectful, and not honor, not God honor his house. And I would work and I'd be so angry while I was working I would be angry at different people or different circumstances and things. And the Lord finally stopped me. And it would be like, because I wasn't getting paid. And, um, but even though you're not getting paid, it's like fasting with a bad attitude. It's like sowing seed, giving your tithe and offering with a bad attitude. Don't even bother. Both. Don't even bother. It says God loves a joyful giver. And when you fast, when you're fasting, people aren't really supposed to know about it. But I mean, it's okay if they do. It's how you have your attitude. Like mm-hmm. the Pharisees would make themselves look drawn in. They would look, make themselves look like they were like being martyred. It was more about what they look like, so people had sympathy and they were pious, right? It's 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 the heart and behind when you fast. But if you have a bad attitude while you're fasting, forget about it. Just go and eat a, ch- a chocolate chip cookie. Like <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And that's the same thing. The Lord said to me one day when, we, when I was doing it, and I was so mad. And he's like, who are you doing this for? Me or them? And I was like, well, I'm doing it for you. And it was like, 
Well, it doesn't look like it because the attitude stinks. If you're doing it for me, then it doesn't matter how they left this place. It matters the attitude in which you do it. And so from that, I would love to tell you that every single time I cleaned, I had a really great attitude. I did not. But, Sarah, Sarah's laughing. But through time, (laughs) I'd be lying. But through time, and God reminding me several times, I'd love to say it was five. It was way more than that. But through time, I learned I'm not doing it for these people. I'm not doing it for anyone else but you, Lord. So guess what? I'm going to change my attitude. It got less and less and less until it it was no more. And then you're worshiping and you're praying, and the time is well spent while you're cleaning. So no job is is no job is too low. It they're all teachable moments. They're all there's something that you can get in every single place that the Lord puts you in, and there are good places. You should never think that they're lowly or they're beneath you. To this day, to this day, even last year, I was still cleaning parts of this building. Now, I don't anymore, but, but I do if needed. There's, there, like, I just cleaned a toilet, two toilets on Sunday. Two toilets on Sunday. Um, because if the job has to be done, I'm not above it. And there's nobody, uh, on, even in the peanut gallery over there, and there's nobody on staff in this building besides, I mean, not one that's on staff. And then like, even though ladies, they're not on staff, but every single one of those girls over there, um, absolutely, there's not one job in this building that if it needed to be taken care of is beneath them. A good leader does not ask somebody to do something that they are not willing to do themselves. Yep. You can never ask someone to do something yourself if you expect people to follow you. You have to be willing to do that very task that that you want them to do. Otherwise, it's hypocritical, right? right? And so um, for that, like if you never do those things and you come right out of the gate and you have a pastoral position, but you never did any of the the things that, not necessarily cleaning toilets, I'm just saying any of you start out and the smaller things, then you don't appreciate the place that God's put you in, let alone you don't understand the tasks and the things that you're asking people to do. And sometimes you don't honor what they do because you've never walked where they've walked and you haven't learned what they've learned. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, Luke 16, 10 says, he who is faithful in uh, what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. You want to learn to be a good leader? Do the very things that no one wants to do but you don't just do them here and there. You actually take them on as a job and a position that you've actually had to do. What do they say about companies? The best CEOs or presidents of a company are the very ones that have had to do every single job in that company because 100%. they understand what it takes to make that place run. Right. Yeah. And that's the very, if, 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 like, not that the church is a company because it is a spirit-led being, Right. But at the same time, why it's spirit-led is because you're listening to the Holy Spirit when he tells you to do this, you do that. When he tells you to not do that, you don't do that. That's where it's spirit-led. But at the same time, it's, it's a, it's, isn't it what is called like a nucleus? It's a, a, it's, a, um, it's a being of some sort that has life in it. And that life is 
run by usually somebody at the top. And that person has had to understand what it's what it takes in order to have that living being be able to move, work smoothly and run well. And so um, if you're not willing to do that, I question whether or not you should be in a leadership role, but let alone you really need to like figure out if you can handle doing ministry because there's some things uh, carnally that you need to fix. Um, you're, you're full of self versus full of selflessness. And that's really what ministry is all about. You are not, you cannot be selfish in ministry at all. You have to be selfless. And that doesn't mean you, you get walked on and you're a doormat. But what that does mean is that you're not about, you're not in it for you. You're in it for what the, what, what God has for his people. And that's really the focus says God's people. So and then you'll climb the ladder. The less you get of you, the, the more you climb the ladder. Now I'm four minutes over, but I'm still letting uh, Vanessa talk because Vanessa has done the jobs that nobody wants to do, which is children's ministry, which like if you're, people will like, I don't want to be a children's pastor because then I work with kids. But the problem is, is you don't understand like the blessing behind it. Like Trish and Courtney, who do our children's ministry, the, hands down, no one has ever done as good as them. And I did, I did the children's pastor position or children's director, or I am the children's director, but I, I mean, I did that. And I'm just saying, yeah. and I did a dang good job. Yeah. I did, because I made that baby mine. And I, everything was done in excellence. Yeah. But yeah. she still has taken it to the next level. I mean, nobody has, kept, and, and Trish, come on. But nobody wants to do those jobs because yeah. they don't see the value in them. And the great thing about children's ministry, too, you learn what childlike faith is, right? Cause oh, you yes. Because you forget that as you, like, grow and, like, you get older. Oh, yeah. Um, but ministry found me riding a yellow bus picking up neighborhood kids. Yeah. That's where ministry found me. I just kept showing up and being available. And doing whatever was needed to be done Absolutely. without complaint, correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, as and then you I climb the ladder. faithful in the little... As I was faithful in the little, God made me faithful of, my, of more. Mm -hmm. And it was that kind of like stepping stone. As you are obedient and as you are um, willing to do the things that nobody else wants to do and you show up and you, you make yourself available, God opens doors for uh, in other areas. So yeah, 100%. I cut my teeth in children's ministry and the Lord has opened doors to other areas. But for me, that first step was just show up and be available. Yep. And, and most people use that scripture yeah. for finances yeah. or materialistic things. Yeah. But really, it applies to so many different things. Mm -hmm. And you need to like, you need to learn to be faithful. But again, just show up. Yeah. Instead yeah. of conveniently coming when you feel like it, mm -hmm. come when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do what you don't want to do. Right. Fight your flesh. And then God sees how far he can take you because you're less of you and more of him. Yeah. It's like Paul said, when I am weak, he is strong. Mm -hmm. The only way that that happens is fasting, time in the word, time in worship, fellowshipping with other believers, and dying to yourself daily. So it's huge. Anybody else want to add to anything? No? 
All right. So what we're <laughs> going to do is I'm not going to pray for salvation today. I'm going to pray for people who want to be in ministry. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. do that because not that, well, like, I'm going to tell you, if you want to get saved, you need to do it. You need to just say the sinner's prayer, and that's basically saying, Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins. I'm going to live for you. You're going to be the Lord of my life, and wherever you tell me to go, I'll go, and whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. I no longer run the show. You run the show. Take me wherever you want me to go. I will sit in the co-pilot seat. You sit in the pilot seat. Let's ride. That's it. It's super simple. Everybody within the sound of my voice that is not saved, you need to say that prayer like yesterday. You're not promised tomorrow. Now, when you become when you become his, you absolutely are promised tomorrow because you have a hedge of protection that surrounds you and, and covers you. But as long as you are doing life alone, you do not. You do not have uh, life promised for tomorrow. And eternity for you is not heaven. I know that a lot of people will tell you otherwise, but if you read the Bible, and if they read the Bible, they wouldn't tell you that because they, they're lying. You will not go to heaven, and that's just the way it is. Now, we're going to pray over people who um, are looking to do ministry. Let's pray that you find the ministry that God's called you to, and then on top of that, that you have the boldness to step out and walk in it, but not walk in it right now. Walk towards the beginning of it and see how it all plays out, right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now. And I, Lord, if you believe that God has called you to ministry, I want you to agree with me as I pray. Father God, I ask that you would reveal what you have for each and every person that is seeking this out um, uh, for themselves right now. I ask that you would um, speak to them, you would show them, and then you would confirm it to them. And then, I, and Lord, I ask that you would show them where you want them to start the process as little or as big as it is, but give them the boldness to step out in it, give them the strength and endurance to move forward. And then, Lord, everything they put their hand to, I ask that you would prosper it and that you would give them favor in every single step. I ask, Lord God, that they would be confident, they would be happy, they would be joyful, and, Lord, they would find great success every step of the way, and they would seek you out. In every scenario, from the good to the rough to the easy, whatever it is, make it be smooth as smooth can be. Let them always fall back on you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Friday's it. We're going to have a party. It's stampede time, people. We're going to have a stampede here. Have a great day. See you on Friday. Stay warm. Bye. Give me that baby. Real talk.